are pouring from the buildings now. There's cars toppled, buildings entirely crushed and crumbled. I'm not sure if it's safe to report from my vantage point. I, I really need to leave. So the fences inform me that the surrounding areas are, are in ruin. I, I see some people running now. In the opinion of this reporter, if this nation, or in fact the world, ever needed heroes, that time is now. That time is now. episode of the Fire and Water Podcast, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Kelly, and joining me for this special episode is our pal Chris Franklin. Chris, welcome back to the show. Hey, Rob. It's great to be back. It is great to have you here. We are talking, so Shag is in the middle of hour six of editing the uh, Who's Who and Legion podcast, so he's not <laughs> available this week. So we are going to be here, Chris and I are going to be here to be talking about Aquaman merchandise. Now, there has been previous episodes of the show where we have talked about uh, the Aquaman superpowers figure, and we did another episode way back around, like, episode 11, where we talked about some Aquaman and Firestorm toys. But this one is going to be concentrating on kind of Aquaman merchandise. There's obviously going to be, most of it's going to be toy-related, but there's also going to be some other merch, just some stuff that's been sort of floating, no pun intended, around all the various years that there has been Aquaman merchandise. And Chris is such a big enthusiast for, for this kind of stuff. I thought it was perfect to have him on, especially since, of course, you're in the middle of doing your... Uh, wonderful toys run over on FW Presents. Uh, when's the epi- when's the second one of those coming out? Is that coming out soon? <laughs> I hope so, but there just keeps being things come up. That that's kind of a fun side project. So it's like when I can get away from the band and do a solo album, I do right. that, you know. But it's <laughs> okay. it just hasn't worked out yet. So I'm I'm hoping in the next month or so, maybe I'll get one out. Okay, cool. I enjoyed that first one very much. I'm listening to looking forward to Thanks. hearing more. Uh, but in the meantime, before we get to all this, we have to thank our sponsors, which is InStock Trades. This episode of the Fire and Water Podcast is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStock Trades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collect editions, all for up to 45% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Chris, what do you got? I have got, because this is a toy-centric episode, I went with a toy-centric book. I picked He-Man and the Masters of the Universe hardcover mini-comic collection. Uh, the writer on this is actually various. They list Tim Seeley. And one of the artists, uh, there's many artists on this, is Bruce Tim, one of Bruce Tim's earliest jobs. He uh, drew some of the mini comics. But uh, the description reads 
the toy juggernaut masters of the universe and its subsequent action figure lines featured memorable pack-in mini comics that aided in playtime for children across the world this oversized hardcover collection features 68 u.s releases including all mini comics from the 80s masters of the universe line the 80s princess of power line which is the she-ra line and the 80s and 90s He-Man line, plus an introduction to the mini-comics in the current Masters of the Universe Classics toy line. Relive the illustrated adventures that fueled your imagination. The retail price on this was $29.99. In-stock trades price is $16.49. You save 45%, and I am ordering this thing today. <laughs> that is really... I don't think I knew that that book existed. Or if I did, I forgot. That's a really great idea to collect. You know, where else are you going to find all that stuff in one place other than having to, like, hunt down all the toys and dig all the stuff? That's a really fun book. Well, and, you know, I had, I had like, almost every... I had every He-Man figure up until, like, 1986. I was, like... That was the that was the first toy line. I said, "I'm buying everything. I'm in," you know, and uh, and I found all of them. But they all come with the figures. All came with mini comics. But you know, they they were really thin and easily thrown away and and ripped. And I mean, you know, so I didn't. I, I don't even know how many I've got. I've got some around here somewhere, but very few survived. So, and they've got some great artwork. They had Alfredo Al- Alcala. You had Mark Stexaria. You know, like I said, Bruce Tim. I mean, a lot of a lot of comic professionals worked on these, and and some of the early ones are really interesting. Before, like the whole Prince Adam thing kind of cemented in, where He Man was like a you know a wandering barbarian type. He was more Conan like. So there's some there's some great stuff in there. I'm really interested in this, and that's a great prize. Yeah, that's really cool. I wish they would do that for superpowers. Clicked all those superpowers comics in one book. That would be really oh, cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be how awesome. Great would that be? Yeah, that's a that's a great great pick. Thank you, Chris. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, my selection is Aquaman because of course we're talking about Aquaman in this episode. Aquaman trade paperback volume one, The Drowning, which is part of the big DC Rebirth uh, initiative. I don't think I've had a chance to actually plug this book. It is the first six issues of the new uh, seven issues, excuse me, of the new series by Dan Abnett, Scott Eaton, Brad Walker, and others. Page count is 176. Normal price is 16.99. In stock trades price is nine dollars and eight five cents. That's 42 percent off. If you've been listening to Fire and Water, and you should be, we have been talking about this series since the inception, and we've really been fans of it, both Shag and I. So this is great that it's collected, and I love the cover, the trade dress for these re- DC um, Universe Rebirth uh, books is really very handsome. Right? It's, it's a really mm-hmm. uh, really sharp-looking book. So pick that up as well. You can get both those books. And so for this and all your other trade paperback needs, visit InStockTrades.com, and we thank them for their support. So, all right, Chris, we are here to talk about some Aquaman merchandise. Now, before we get started, we probably need to do a little bit of history in terms of, you know, like what Aquaman merchandise. And basically, there is no such thing as a piece of Aquaman merchandise pre-1966. Like, no. They just don't exist. Aquaman was not enough of a name, even though he was in the Justice League and he had his own series as of 1961 or 62. That stuff just did not exist at all. There was nothing available out there. And I used to see stuff on eBay where somebody would say, oh, I have a Golden Age Aquaman this or that. And I'm like, well, this is just that's just fan made. That's that's made up. It's not a, mm-hmm. if somebody was trying to pass off a vintage item uh, as, you know, I have a Golden Age Aquaman pocket watch. I saw that once on eBay. And I'm like, well, you just made that. It's not, <laughs> it's not, that's not real. It's not from a real thing because Aquaman just was not popular enough to warrant merchandise. But once he became a part of the filmation uh, block, the Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure, 
that, and they had the accompanying Justice League cartoons. That's what really kicked it off. So until 1966-67, there just no, is no Aquaman merchandise. And I have a little story about how Aquaman even got into the filmation cartoons. And I don't know if I've ever even said this on the show. And you'll have to tell me, Chris, if you've ever heard this story. And I, I wish I could remember where I read it because I've never forgotten it. But apparently okay. when Filmation was deciding to do this block of cartoons, they, were, you know, they knew they wanted to do Superman because that's a gimme. I mean, of course it's Superman. Uh, but they were like, who else should we do? And so they apparently polled kids. They went out into neighborhoods and they asked kids, like, who are your top five favorite superheroes? And it could be anybody, Spider-Man, Lone Ranger, the Phantom, anybody. And they were, the, the idea was, well, you know, if we can get the rights to do the top two most vote-getters, we'll do those characters. And surprisingly enough, Aquaman placed in, like, the top three or four. <laughs> they were like, really? Aquaman? Like, they were shocked that so many kids knew Aquaman. And maybe it had to do with the fact that Aquaman had been continuously published throughout the 1950s and 1960s, as we've talked about on the show previously. He never went away, unlike Flash or Green Lantern and some of the others. He was always around. Even though he was a backup strip, he was always around. So Aquaman placed way higher than they ever thought he would. And so when it came time to license characters, they were like, let's do Aquaman. Because you look back on it now and you're like, the Superman-Aquaman hour of adventure? (laughs) It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. But nevertheless... He was there, and he was, became this kind of co-marquee figure with Superman. And, and so that's how that all got started. Have you, have you ever heard that story before? I had never heard that. I had heard that, you know, the, the famous story, which apparently is true, that, that basically Filmation got the license to do. Because I think they did Superman a season of just Superman, then they did the Superman Aquaman. But, but they, did, they got the rights to Superman by basically acting like they were a much bigger operation by bringing in family and friends when the DC – editorial guys came to visit them and <laughs> you know and they they even they even play acted out they were going to fire some guy who hadn't come back from lunch yet you know i mean it's <laughs> i mean it's just it, it's in it's in uh, uh lou the lou shimer book that andy bangles did for tomorrow oh and, right 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 and i've seen it in interviews and things and on the i think even on the the dc superheroes filmation box set that's mentioned so i uh, think dvd set so but i had never heard that but you know that makes sense because Mort Weisinger did things like that. I mean, he polled kids. That's that's why there's such so many wacky Superman stories in the '60s because he like polled kids what they wanted to see in the Superman books, <laughs> and he did it. You know, I mean, that's why there's so many. You know, Superman makes Lois Lane a hobo. Done. You know, I mean, it's like you know, so. here, Gardner, write this, write this up. Right. Yeah. It's like Leo Dorfman, get over here. You know? Uh, so, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. It fits in with that, that mentality of the time, but it, it is, you know, it's interesting. They didn't pick the flash because apparently the flash was a big seller for DC, you know, back in the sixties. But I mean, uh, maybe they also thought, you know, which the Aquaman cartoon, the filmation Aquaman, Aquaman cartoon is just great. I mean, it's, yep. it's its own, it's in its own world. It's almost like a, a fantasy series, you know, I mean, cause it, I don't know if they ever come to the surface in the Aquaman cartoon. No, I don't uh, think they ever do. <laughs> I don't think they do. And it's, you know, it, it, cause I remember when I was, I missed out on the filmation cartoons, um, the sixties ones until, uh, the, they put them on video in the superpowers packaging in like right, right. 1984, you know, and, and, and I rented the hell out of those things. 
And the one I liked even better, even though I'm a Batman guy, I liked the Aquaman series the best because it was so different, you know, and, and, uh, and I'd read a few Silver Age Aquaman books and it, it really kind of captured that feel of the comics at the time, you know, and, and, uh, they were smart to kind of, to go with him really, because it did give him a chance to, you know, to have a totally different type of series to, to pair with Superman, you know, because if it'd been the flash or even green lantern, they would have gotten similar adventures, but Aquaman was, you know, everything was completely in this other undersea world. So it, it worked out great. Yeah. It's a beautiful show. It's, it's one of the founding blocks of, uh, my fandom for the character early on because I watched that show when I was – I don't remember when I didn't watch that show. I mean it was just – it was just on since I was, you know, had was old enough to even form memories. So it's a big, big part of my Aquaman fandom is the Filmation show. One thing I do want to mention when you brought up the story about that Filmation tried to make themselves look bigger to, for when the DC editors came by. Like I'm picturing them painting wall murals to make it look like the 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 hall goes way way down, you know. And they're like <laughs> painting guys. Up there. Like, don't let them walk down there. Just gonna bump it. It's like a Wiley e. Coyote thing. It's like don't let them don't let them touch that because we'll find out it's just paint. But I mean, see all those guys over there? Look, they're all working. Okay, they don't seem to be moving. Ah, right, let's let's go into the office, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so let's sign these contracts. Let's get this going. Well, as Filmation drawing uh, Yogi Bear over here, isn't yeah. that Hanna Barbera? Oh, don't, don't pay any attention to that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. they they sublet it out. Come on, let's go in here. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I, I gotta get that book sometime. I've never read it. I gotta get that book. That's oh, a great book. book. Yeah, it's a great yeah, book. I gotta pick yeah. that up. So anyway, so we're just gonna start talking about some some pieces of Aquaman merchandise. Most of this stuff is gonna be found on Aquaman the Aquaman Shrine blog, and we'll have links in the show notes to these individual posts uh, over the years you know as stuff has been as stuff got uncovered i would talk about it on the shrine so we're just going to kind of trip through trip trip hammer through some of the stuff that chris and i wanted to talk about so the first item that we're we're going to be discussing is the justice league coloring set uh which was basically a bunch of pages from dc justice league comics from the 60s and then you color them you know it's it's color by number except it's with colored pencils and this is one of these items that I literally never knew existed until somebody sent it in to me. Because it's, it's got, on the cover, it's got this really nice painted image of the original seven Justice Leaguers, including Martian Manhunter, who I never knew was on any merchandise. Uh, it's such a strange item because, like, one of the pages you can color is the Shaggy Man from, <laughs> from, the, color of just, from the cover of Justice League number 45 of him smashing Batman and Flash together. It's like... What a weird item. And the idea that this was like the filmation cartoon was big enough to start doing merchandise based upon it. It's, it, it seems really weird to see kind of relatively obscure characters like Martian Manhunter Green Lantern on a piece of merchandise in 1966. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, imagine that poor kid's brown crayon by the time he's done coloring that giant shaggy man. <laughs> it's going to be a nub, you know. <laughs> Why didn't they give me two of these things? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the it's interesting because Hasbro did a few other. Uh, I think they did a paint by number set too. And the we keep talking about tomorrow's, but the cover, the 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 artwork on the the box of that or the package, it's that shot from it's it's from a Justice League reprint issue where it's from 1966. So it's one of those where they plastered Batman like front and center oh, and yeah. amongst all. He's huge. I mean, he's like four times the size of like say Superman on the cover. <laughs> And but they they adapted that for that, and they got uh, the Martian Manhunter uh, Jean Jones in 
uh, he's back there, and they they accidentally gave him blue gloves. Yep, yep, yep. And he's got blue gloves on this as well. They just decided that Jean has blue gloves, and when Bruce Tim did the cover of Bruce Tim again, Bruce Tim did the cover of the Justice League Companion that Michael Urie wrote for Tomorrow's. He went ahead and gave Jean blue gloves based on the the Hasbro paint by number <laughs> set. So and this set, you know. So I mean, it's some. Uh, there's a there's a Earth One A that's where John Jones wears blue gloves. So <laughs> there you go, Frank. <laughs> e. Nelson Bridwell had to write some story to contrive as to why that's in continuity or something. <laughs> really complicated thing. One of, the, yeah. one of the things I like about this this set though is like the 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 style of the painting. It's very like almost I don't want to say Norman Rockwell because it's not Norman Rockwell, but it's very kind of classically illustrated in terms of the anatomy is yeah. is pretty normal. I mean, it's superhero anatomy still, but everybody kind of looks like regular people. It kind of gives yeah. it like an old timey magazine look as opposed to like making it look like Boris Vallejo, you know, where everybody is like ripped and muscle, everybody's huge, and also. Aquaman is pretty much front and center on this piece of merchandise alongside Superman. There's yeah. really the main two guys. Batman is tucked in the background. And, and you know, it's got a very like pre Alex Ross feel. It's like, like Alex Ross's grandpa painted this or something. I mean, it's, <laughs> it just, it just feels like it. It just, it, you know, it's got that same kind of, you know, because Norman, he's the Norman Rockwell of comics anyway. So mm-hmm. it's got that, mm-hmm. that kind of feel to it. I, it's, it's gorgeous. And I do like that, that they give Aquaman, he does kind of have that gold fishy look about him. Mm-hmm. That when they paint his 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 uh, scales on his shirt, which a lot of people have run with, you know, including Alex Ross, you mm-hmm. know. So it's it's really nice. It's a really hand. I'd love to have that in my collection. I have no idea what it goes for, but it's 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 probably pretty pricey altogether. And it's still in the box, I imagine. Yeah, I saw it at the at the auction that somebody was pointing to me, and it was like several thousand dollars. I was like, okay, this this picture yeah. will have to do. <laughs> that's that's it for this thing. I mean, I don't really collect Aquaman stuff anymore, but if I ever saw that, I would I would want to get it just because it's so rare and so weird. And again, it was just so strange seeing the Justice League logo on a piece of merchandise. You know, like that's that feels like something that only I knew about as a kid. And then to see right. it reproduced on a sort of mass market toy was like, wow, look at that. And and not even the classic JLA logo, like the, the mid-60s one that they used for like 12 issues or something. It's very, right. very, very peculiar. Without the shield, yeah. it's yeah. it's. I mean, it's kind of it, – they gave it its own shield, but it doesn't have the classic shield yeah. logo. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because they did do – I mean, we'll get into some of the other merchandise they did too, but – you know, because of the cartoon, and, and and basically all this is because Batman sixty six. I mean, because Batman sixty six just erupted. I mean, in early in January of nineteen sixty six, and then everyone was scrambling to get any kind of a TV show, cartoon, whatever off the ground with any kind of superhero, and in, and also any kind of merchandise because they couldn't even keep Batman merchandise on the shelves. I mean, it was. It was incredible. I mean, it was like a it was a fad. I mean, it was a a mania. They call it Batmania. It was. I mean, we all lived through Batmania in 1989. Well, I think 1966 Batmania was even greater. You know, it was. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how much stuff came out. And and you know, of course, they come to DC looking for Batman, and they say, well, you know, we've got these other characters too. So you know, you everybody got a boost from uh, from Batman being so popular. You know, and and it's. 
<laughs> so it's kind of weird that Batman is kind of tucked in the back here, but he got enough of his own merchandise. <laughs> he did. He did. DC's like, we've got Martian Manhunter. He's got gloves. It's very exciting. Like, okay. All right. Great. He just did the dishes. I don't know. <laughs> he gets stuck with all the boring duties of the Secret Sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the next item is the called the Aqua Sub, and this was a kit. Uh, well, not a kit. Well, a little, a little box set. That's a that's a better phrase for it. By uh, the a company called Multiple Toys, and this is one of the holy grails of Aquaman collecting. This little box set comes with a little like hang tag, so the whole thing is meant to just hang on a peg, and it comes with four little mini figures: Aquaman, Mira, the Fisherman, and somebody named Mong. I have no idea who that is. Plus an Aqua Sub which is this cool little uh, submersible thing with like a, an orange fin on it that Aquaman is supposed to sit in. And then the box has got all this kind of wavy green, you know, seaweedy type thing. And then inside is a diorama and it's all four characters are standing up, including the Aqua sub. And on the, it's, it is a solo piece of Aquaman merchandise. I mean, this is, the, this is an Aquaman family toy. Which, again, one of those items, this was long gone before I ever came around, so I never saw it. I had no idea it existed until somebody sent it to me. This thing, apparently, on eBay, if you can find it in anywhere near decent condition, it's like $10,000. I mean, this thing yeah. is just beyond – this, it, like, this may, as, a, as a collector, it makes me drool. Because it's just like, I cannot believe this exists. I can't believe they actually did it, that Aquaman was a big enough character to 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 market this in in a way. Now they did four sets. There was a Superman, a Batman, a Wonder Woman, an Aquaman. But man, this thing just like just seeing Mira on merchandise in 1966. This thing makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean it's it's really and it's interesting because you know the figures themselves. I mean they are kind of crudely painted. Uh, they're, they're like <laughs> little army men, basically. Yeah, I, it, it's it, we'll get into their. That, you know, there was the multiple ones, and then there was the ones ideal made. And the the ideal ones are generally nicer looking, but you know they're they're better better sculpted, better painted. But just just the sheer, the like you said, just the idea that they made this just makes it so cool. And because it is a play set with, you know, with like four figures plus the Aqua Sub, which it's kind of weird that it doesn't have Aqua Lad in it, so you get Aqua Lad because. Yeah. They did a Bat Cycle in the Batman set that had Robin on it. That way, you got a figure of Batman and Robin on the Bat Cycle. But poor Garth gets screwed. So, uh, <laughs> but 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 it's it is it's 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 so neat that that they, you know, and they gave Wonder Woman a set, which is just you know, I mean, it's you know, back especially back then when you know there was so so you know most of the toys were marketed either you know hard toward boys or girls, but yet there's a Wonder Woman set in. In with the you know Superman, Batman, Aquaman, so that's cool too. So you basically, I mean, you've got your foundation for your super friends right here. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is. It does seem strange that like Aquaman. What does Aquaman need a sub for? But okay, you know, we'll we'll live with that. It's fine. Uh, and I don't know what the like Mong like what, what I don't know what Mong is supposed to be. Like Fisherman was on the show. They mm-hmm. get him on the show now. Why you didn't do Black Manta? <laughs> like why not just do black man but i don't know okay mong so so be it so be it it's fine uh apparently uh i'm looking at my old post here and when this went up for sale uh at the auction it was a they were asking five grand for this thing so Whoa. you know i mean there must be like five of these in existence i mean who would think to keep this in good condition when you got it i mean why right. would, why would anybody think oh this is going to be valuable one day so but yeah it's it's a it's a real beauty it's a real beauty of a toy set 
most of these things like this, especially this far back, I mean, once you get up into the 70s, there are some people that are starting to actually collect these things and, you know, buying them and putting them back in the box. But, of course, that got to be even bigger in the 80s. And then in the 90s, it was the thing to do to the point where most of that stuff's worthless, actually. But, uh, you know, most of this stuff that survived from the 60s, the only reason is because it's like old store stock that's mm-hmm. been found in like old warehouses or, you know, or, you know, somebody just bought it when they were clearing out a store. Or you even hear stories about, well, I bought it for my son and forgot to give it to him and it's been in the attic for 40 years. You know, yeah. oh, that oh, type man. of stuff, <laughs> the whole that that type of stuff that makes you just want to go into every old house and look through the attic in the basement for such things. You, you know? ain't kidding. You ain't. I, I got to tell you, I maybe, I don't know if I've ever even told you this. I may have mentioned it on the show once. Many, many years ago when my uh, sister and brother-in-law were moving out of their house, uh, they were up in the attic and pulling stuff out, and they had a box of comics because my, my brother-in-law had comics when he was a kid. And he was like, Rob, he's like, would you mind going through the box and seeing if there's anything valuable in there? And if there is, you know, can you sell it and we'll split the money? He's, he's like, because I don't know what's in there. And I'm like, yeah, sure, John. You know, whatever. It's fine. And, you know, of course, when someone who is a, a normie, you know, comes to you and says, I have some comics. Are they valuable? 99 times out of 100, they're not going to be worth anything. Right. Uh, you know, because most people think, oh, it's an old comic. It must be worth money. It's like, no, this is just Marvel team-up number 37. It isn't worth anything. So anyway, I'm going through the box. And it was it was probably about, I don't know, 60 or 70 comics. And John is a little older than me, so he grew up in, like, the early 70s, mid-70s. So it's all that vintage. You know, it's all Marvel stuff with, like, a 25-cent, 30-cent cover price. And I'm going through the books, and they're all in kind of cruddy condition or, or you know. And they're just, you know, it's like, oh, Spider-Man, nothing, nothing that's worth selling, right? Right. Uh, book, 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 book. I'm going through. Da, da, da. The Literally the last book in the pile is the first appearance of Wolverine. Oh my God! Hulk number one eighty one. I was like, that—that that was my reaction. I was like, oh my God! I was like, John, like you know what you have here. So I ended up selling it to a comic shop for several hundred dollars. You know, it was like, and you know, it was in like, it was in like probably very good condition, but it was it was good enough to sell. And it was like, so that's literally one of those like, you're never gonna find this. You're never gonna find books like this just as a one off. But there it was. He happened to have the first Wolverine. At the bottom, it was literally the last comic in the pile. Wow! <laughs> like wow! I was, I was like, John, you, you know, and like even he's heard of Wolverine, you know. Sure. Like, yeah, it's the first Wolverine. He's like, oh my god! So that was one of the rare cases of actually finding something of value. But yeah, I, I would love it if I could ever go to a garage sale and find some Aquaman, you know, s- sub set. I was like, <gasps> you know, like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so exciting. The so, closest thing I, I was going to say, the closest I ever came to that story, and it, I can't top that. I'm not even going to say this is. I'm just mentioning it because it's a similar story. I had a a college professor who had used comics over the years uh, in his in his uh, class, you know, to kind of teach people, you know, how to. It was a writing class, you know, how to, you know, basically just, you know, how to, you know, build a story and you know create suspense, but this and that. So he had he had some comics. He knew I had written a paper in his class about, um, about comics during world war two. And he said, he called me over to his office one day, which was away from the, where the, uh, the, the classroom was. And he was getting ready to retire. And he said, I've got this box of comics. I know you're into comics. Uh, you know, you can have them if you want. I, you know, I'd really rather just not pack them up. I know you'll get some fun at them, sell them, do whatever you want to with them. I don't care. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and so I, you know, took them with me. And I did, there were some old war, like 70s war comics and things, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, some cool horror comics and things, but fun to read. But Right, right, right. Stuff to read, the, not to sell, right. Yeah, but at the bottom of the pile there was uh, whatever issue of of, uh, Moon, of uh, Werewolf by Night that introduced Moon Knight. Oh, okay, all right. So, I mean, it's not Wolverine, but, you know, it's... But I'm like, whoa. And I told him, I said, well, this, I come back and told him later, I said, this comic's actually worth something. You might want to sell it. And he's like, nah, it's okay. You t- you keep it. I don't need it. And all this, you know, I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And he was real adamant about it. Nah, don't worry about it. You know, he just didn't want to be bothered with it, I guess, right, anymore, right. you know. So, but yeah, so I'm like, okay. So I held on to it for a while. And I think at some point somebody did, I mentioned that I had it and somebody really wanted it. So I, you know, I sold it to him or something. So, but yeah, it wasn't Wolverine, but that, that's the dream is to, to, to find, you know, I have an attic in my house. I don't think I've ever been into. Maybe I need to go. Up there. <laughs> Chris, you might have a gold mine up there, man. What are you doing? Come on. I know. <laughs> when, 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 I'll, I'll try and talk fast. We can wrap this up and you can go take a look. Come on. Get, come on. Come on. All right, okay. <laughs> so the, the next item uh, we're going to talk about are the ideal super queens. And for those of you who don't know what, for, for those of you who don't know what those are, ideal toys had a line of female superhero dolls and they're basically like barbie dolls done as super dc superhero women and they did wonder woman supergirl comes with crypto batgirl and mira improbably enough and they feature some of in my in, to my opinion the best packaging art i've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, in my life now you're you're an expert you've done some of this stuff chris would you agree with that i think these these things are absolutely gorgeous in terms of like the monochromatic backgrounds and then the using of like Murphy Anderson art from the time. I love looking at these boxes. Yeah. It, Murphy Anderson drew these. Uh, he did the artwork for almost all the captain action. He did all the DC captain action. And this was kind of a satellite line from, from captain action. It was basically the female characters that, that lined up with captain action. And, and it is, it is gorgeous. I mean, it, all of them are, but, I, and the doll itself, I, I actually like Mira better than any of the other Super Queens. I think she's the most accurate. You know, it's there's some weird stuff going on, like Batgirl's got black hair in most versions, and Wonder Woman's got brown hair, and she comes with Captain America's shield from the <laughs> Captain Action line. Talking about extra store stock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's <laughs> you can't imagine that happening now. You know, no, so not quite. you know, so everybody that's saying, "Oh, Wonder Woman's using that shield too much in the." The movie trailers and you know BBS, <laughs> blame it on ideal, I guess. But yeah, I mean it's it's a gorgeous figure. I mean she's got that super bright hair, that red hair that never existed anywhere other than the Mego Batgirl doll. I mean so, but it they're they're really it, the whole presentation of them in the box is is great. And the cool the funny thing is these were a total bomb. They mm-hmm. bombed. Yep. I mean they 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 couldn't give them away, and now oh. they are just the holy grail of like DC action figure collectibles pretty much. I mean, they're right at the top with some of the other things we'll mention, but they are, you know, I mean, they're impossible to find in the box. I mean, just, or even complete out of the box. Yeah. Mira comes with flippers and she's got a crown and she's got a trident. And on the box, you see her with Arthur Jr., which again, Arthur Jr. Made it onto a piece of merchandise. It's unbelievable. Yeah. These things are, are just stunning. And my, my, the one story I have about these is, not too long after I went uh, freelance full time as an illustrator, uh, I 
was searching around on eBay, which right there he shouldn't have been doing. But I was, and somebody, <laughs> somebody had somebody was selling a Mira Super Queens doll in the box, and uh-huh. and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and I decided, okay, maybe I'll put in a bid for it, and I put in a bid for like two thousand dollars, and it was one of those things where the minute my finger hit the button, the send button, during the nanosecond it took between that and for that conclusion to reach my brain, I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> like, what the hell is the matter with you? Like you did like you're, you're not employed right now. Now I had clients lined up and I had money coming in, but nevertheless, I had no business bidding $2,000. And for the next two days, I was the high bidder. And I was like, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no. You know what I mean? Cause like, what am I going to do? Now, luckily, somebody outbid me, and the damn thing ended up going for like nine thousand. So there was no chance I was ever going to get it. But for that forty-eight hours, man, I sweated that big time. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you, know, you idiots! You can't be bidding on two thousand-dollar toys when you're, you know, when you have when you when you're self-employed. That's this not a good idea." Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But man, these are now has has Cindy ever seen these? Like have you ever shown her pictures of these? Because these seem right up her alley. Oh yeah, she loves them. Okay. Um she's got a couple of reproductions of them. Um okay. she's got a Wonder Woman and a Supergirl uh reproduction in the box. Like because uh, you can find the dolls these are based on. They're 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 an ideal series. I can't think of the name of it. They're like um it's it's they're all the different Barbie knockoffs are running through my head because being Cindy's husband, I know all this stuff. Right. But um, right. you know, I have to. You know, just like she has to know my mania, I know hers. Uh, but they're they're fairly easy to find doll. But I think the the super queens, their eyes are glancing in a different direction than the normal one or something. There's <laughs> okay. there's something weird. But you can find them, and if you know, people can reroute the hair and everything, and you can come up with a pretty good a pretty accurate reproduction, you know, and people reproduce the boxes, you know, just like Anthony Durso does the Migo stuff. Oh, those beautiful boxes. He oh, those, they're awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know, I don't know if Anthony does any super queens. I think he may have before, but, but there's people out there that do it. And I mean, you know, it's a whole lot cheaper than, <laughs> than the real thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they look nice. Yeah. She needs a mirror. We, we've now we have, uh, Cindy's made a mirror Barbie, you know, and, and, uh, to put in with her, custom Barbie figures. So, but, but she needs a uh, super mates. Cause I really do think, I mean, super mates, <laughs> super heroin. <doesn't> slip. <laughs> you know, I missed that time. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, she needs a mirror. Cause I, I mean the, the logo and it, they gave her a logo just like Aquaman's, which yeah, is the in the same font. font. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I don't know. Did that, I wonder if that existed before this. I don't think so. Not to my memory. I don't know where they ever would have used it. Because right. Mira never had any sort of solo feature until the seventies. So right. they, yeah, this is probably Ideal's creation. Yeah, it's great. I mean the artwork in the back, she's like helping Aqualad's got his foot stuck in a giant clam and all this stuff. I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> it, Just it's beautiful. great. Yeah. yeah. It, it gets another one of those tragic Aquaman versus the Great White Shark thing where, you know, nobody wanted the damn thing. You couldn't give them away, and now they're worth a friggin' car, you know? Like, yeah, right. It's oh, so frustrating. If I had a time machine, well, if I had a time machine, there's lots of other things I would do, but but I would also stop and pick up some of these toys. <laughs> yeah, So, exactly. okay, um, the next item is another set by Ideal. This is the Superman-Aquaman set, 
And this is where they used a different set of little cast iron, not cast iron, but like little plastic stiff figures. And this has, it's a little mini set. Again, it's a hang tag, like a, a rack toy. So Brian Haler, is, he's hearing this. Uh, Superman, even if he's not listening, he's hearing this. And it comes with Superman, Aquaman, and then these two sort of generic one color villains. And it's a set, it's a little hang tag set. And I have the Aquaman ideal figure. He's carrying a knife. Which mm-hmm. is weird, like he's ready to gut you for some reason. That's kind of a strange little thing. And it's funny on the set, Superman's logo—it's—it's it's the classic Superman logo in giant type, and then just in plain type below the bottom, it says "and Aquaman." <laughs> <laughs> it's not a DC Comics presents cover by any means. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got this one too, and and uh, I remember I had seen these. Uh, and one of the the first book I ever bought on toy collecting, uh, and I think it was one of the first books ever written on superhero toy collecting, was a book called Greenberg's Guide to Superhero Toys, and that thing cost like thirty five bucks back in like nineteen eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty eight when I bought it, and. I was a kid, you know, so I had to like save up my <laughs> yard mowing money and stuff like that to get it. And I had just decided I had just quit playing with toys and then like almost immediately decided I want to collect toys. Uh, so <laughs> so good, good transition. I, and there was nothing this that, that was like the wilderness. Uh, Shag talks about the wilderness years of Doctor Who. This the, the, the years between superpowers in the 1989 Batman movie were the wilderness years of superhero merchandise. There was nothing on the shelves, nothing. I mean, unless you were into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and considered that, because it was a comic-based thing, there was no, like, traditional superhero stuff. So I get this book, and it's great for the pictures. There's a lot of misinformation in this book. Uh, I mean, you know, this was, you know, that probably was hard to research back then, you know, but there's a lot of things in there that have later been proven that don't exist. Like, you know, Green Lantern, uh, Mego Pocket Superhero doesn't exist. Uh but uh, they had a feature on the ideal Justice League figures. And so I saw Aquaman and, and you know, all of them. And, and years, a few years later, uh, well, probably about 10 years later, I was at um, the comic shop I worked at in uh, Moorhead, Kentucky, where I went to school. And I hadn't worked there very long. And, and I, I come in, and, and my boss, he said, oh, I got these. Uh, I just bought some stuff off this guy. You know, I'm gonna, I need to put uh, price tags on them. We'll put them down here in the, in the case. And. And I'm looking through them, and there's Aquaman, the ideal Aquaman. I'm like, oh, my God, do you know what that is? And he's like, it's Aquaman. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but this is like – this is an ideal you know, Aquaman. And, and, and I think at the time I thought they were more rare than they are because this was pre – right before eBay. You know? oh, right, right, right. eBay has been the great equalizer of what's really rare and what's not, right? So uh, – and, and I said, well, what did you give the guy for it? And it's like – uh, five bucks, you know, and, oh. and, and, and I said, Oh man, I said, that thing's worth, I think it's worth quite a bit more than that. And he's like, well, if you want it, you can have it five bucks. I don't care. So you just give me the five bucks. So I'm like, okay, wow. so I five bucks and, and I don't know, it might not be worth that much. He's missing the top of his knife, but yeah, it always breaks off. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of the paint's really clean on him and he's got the blonde hair, which I, I know that I think your version's got like red hair right or it's almost yeah like an orangish yeah it's a weird same color weird the color. shirt almost yep, yeah yep, yep so so mine's got the blonde so you know it's so it's it, it and he was the first one of those i ever got and i don't i've just got robin wonder woman well cindy's got the wonder woman robin and the joker which came unpainted all the villains were unpainted 
So right, right. Uh, and you can get versions of Batman and Robin that are unpainted, but the most of the heroes were were painted. You know, so yeah, it's it. And then of course we can't talk about Holy Grails without talking about the 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 Holy Grail of all time is the very very limited edition. Batman and Justice League playset that had mm-hmm. every item in this line. Yep. That thing has sold for like tens of thousands of dollars. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that set is that set is amazing. It's Batman, Robin, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Flash, plus the villains, plus vehicles, in front of a diorama of the Secret Sanctuary. Like <laughs> what? You know, like, like I had no idea this thing existed. And the box is beautiful, and it's got the die-cut kind of window frame. Uh, it's funny because it's Batman and Justice League of America playset, which gives you an idea of, you know, again, how much heat Batman had off mm-hmm. of the TV show. Yeah, this thing is it, is, it is the ultimate. It is every, it is all the other rare items combined into one set. It is yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I mean, there's other, like, gift sets that Sears sold that have parts of it. But that one that's like the whole thing together that's got all the characters and all the villains and the Batmobile and the Batplane. And even the Secret Sanctuary has Superman's fortress key on top for some crazy reason. Nice. <laughs> it's just like you're just grab, grabbing random things and putting it in this box set. Uh, one other thing we do have to mention about this Aquaman figure, though. It is a photo of this figure that you sent to me, and that's how you became the first member of Foam. Oh, wow, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes that's the post from January. I am looking at it right now. January 23, 2007. And you sent me a picture of the figure in front of some paper towels. And, <laughs> and, and it, it's, it, it, was you, it was you sending in this photo that made me inspired to create some sort of designation for people. And I sat there, wrote the phone, and I'm like, uh, friends of our phone. There you go. Done. And that was it. And that's how you ended up becoming the first ever member of foam is thanks to you sending me a picture of this very figure. Oh, it's our anniversary. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hit you at least, you know, it's right. Well, we haven't met in person yet. You might hit me at heroes. Con. I doubt. I I think we'll be all right. So yeah, yeah. These are all this, all this ideal stuff is just so rare. It's so hard to find. It's so kind of strange and, it's just amazing. All that stuff's just, just out there, and it's it, it's all and it's all you know beautiful in its own way. I mean, it's pretty rudimentary when you compare it to the superpowers figures or whatever. But in terms of what kids were sort of expecting from toys in 1967, I mean, good lord, Ideal was taking the time to do the Secret Sanctuary as right. a toy. That that's pretty darn comic specific. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in the scale they're at. I think they're really nice looking figures. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a, there's an, ex, they're kind of like the, like shrunken down versions of the Aurora model kits. Cause right, there's some right. really nice sculpting going on in those. And, and then, you know, a scale up is the Marks figures. Cause they were, you know, the, like the Marvel Marks figures that came out around this time. They're really nice too. And really well sculpted. And there's, there's just something about them. And they did the, the universal monsters Marks did as well. And there's just something, there's this, there's this it's it's almost like this uh this quiet dynamic nature it's like it's 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 like a quiet dynam dynamism it's i don't know know how to explain that it's it's not it's not bombastic it's not roided up it's not but it 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 almost looks like like a real person in an action pose in like an aquaman costume but shrunk down to like you know two and a half inches tall 
absolutely, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's these are people of relatively normal proportions, right? Uh, and so yeah, they're nice little. I mean, there really weren't action figures before this for the most no. part, so kids didn't have real frame of reference because their frame of reference were army men, and these are these are nicer versions of army men. So I mean, they're really really beautiful. I mean, they're they're like kind of the filmation cartoons themselves, pretty crude. But they have a lot of visual imagination, and they're beautifully colored. So right. they're, they're nice sets of toys. Now, I'm setting all that up to get to the next item. <laughs> because <laughs> now we're talking about, from 1968, the Rubbernicks set, <laughs> which is a, uh, another rack toy from multiple toy makers. And if you, have, if you guys ever uh, heard of the uh, Rack Toys book by Brian Heiler, you should pick that up. It's, oh, it's just yeah. a collection of all the rack toys. And you have something in there, right? In, in yeah, the I think yeah. I said something. What did I send in there? I sent him something. I can't remember. I've sent Brian so much stuff over the years I don't remember. But, I, yeah, I, 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 there's something in there that I sent to him. Yeah, yeah. You, you have something there. I have something there. It's a really fun book of, of all the kind of rack toys. This is one of the more hideous rack toy existent, uh, products that exist. It's a Justice League of America set, once again, using the classic logo, featuring Aquaman, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Except the colors are, let's say, a little off. <laughs> Uh, do you want to describe this 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 hideous monstrosity, Chris? Well, he, is he he's like essentially naked, basically. <laughs> <what it's> like. <laughs> yeah, he, he, they're all pretty much one to two colors and barely painted. And Aquaman looks like he's just been working on his pecs. Uh, you know, he hasn't been working on the legs at all. It's <laughs> he never does any leg days. This no, there's no leg days for any, you know, as a swimmer, not a good idea, Arthur, you know, come <laughs> on, you know, that's, that's not going to work out for you, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, these things, these things look like they should be in a bubble gum machine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. that, they, they honestly do. They, and I, and I remember seeing one, I mean, basically he's all, I guess his his hair and well his hair and his shirt and his legs are are one color. He is a little bit lighter colored in his face, so he's not like naked naked, but uh, he's basically got green trunks and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it could almost honestly be Robin, you know, half naked standing there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Superman figure is all blue with a yellow S shield. Batman is all purple with a with a yellow bat shield wonder woman is basically you know a nude figure except for the red tor- uh, red trunks and the red bustier that she's got on and on the on the package right below the figures it has little drawings of the four characters and it really does the figures no service no because you're, you're directly comparing you know hey kid this is what you're getting and you're like really does this look anything like what you're showing me you're like come on <laughs> I will, I do kind of like the packaging though because they got the shield shape and mm-hmm. and it's you know for a little rack toy it's it's actually pretty neat and those headshots are the same ones they used on the the playset boxes right so so they you know they they even then they're using their own their own key art that they came up with it looks like these are redrawn from because I, I can't identify these artists it looks similar to a DC style but it's not artwork lifted from a DC comic right, you know right, and it's right. and it's not Murphy Anderson so yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't have that, oh, this is DC Comics feel that you have when Murphy Anderson draws it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah the, yeah, the picture I have uh, from the post, there's a price, price tag on the set, and it says 19 cents. So clearly, <laughs> yeah. you know, these things were priced to move. And this was, again, another one of these sets that probably didn't sell terribly well and now is worth tens of thousands of dollars. 
because you know who would think to keep this thing? I mean, right you know? And so yeah, it's it's not one of the more visually uh, uh, adherent to the source material uh, characters. So. Right. Uh, you know, they can't all be winners, as they say. So, right. uh, so yeah. that, yeah, that's the 1960s. So we're going to move into the 1970s now. And, of course, anything in the 1970s is going to be Super Friends. It, it may not say Super Friends, but it's Super Friends because that's super. The, the show had started in 1972. It was a big phenomenon. It's a, all Aquaman merchandise in the 70s is, is Super Friends merchandise. And the first item that we're, that we're talking about is the Super Friends toy car. By AHI, and this is a very strange <laughs> vehicle because it's a open top Jeep or like a buggy, not really a Jeep, but like a buggy. Aquaman is driving. Why is that's not fair? <laughs> Robin is in the passenger seat, and standing behind them, like they're in a parade, are Superman and Batman. Their Wonder Woman is not present in this toy at all, and apparently it's a wind up thing. You gear it up and it moves. And this was one of the items that Brian Heiler posted on his Plaid Stallions blog. PatStallions.com, I've never seen this thing. I used to see it advertised in comics, but mm-hmm. I, I never was – I never I, – if I had ever seen it, I would have begged my parents for it because it had Aquaman featured so prominently. But I never saw it in, in live – in the real world. No, I hadn't either. And, it, you know, I I remember finding, you know, comics that were a few years older than when I first started buying them, and I'd see ads for them in the – like the Heroes World ad. You'd see it right. in there or the, the catalogs you find and. It's a very interesting toy. I mean, it's it's they're they're kind of crudely uh, painted. Which yeah. I had a lot of AHI's output. They put out a ton of Batmobiles and Bat sure. vehicles, and you know they had friction Batmobiles and pull string Batmobile. I mean, all sorts of different types of Batmobiles. And sometimes the figures were painted in them, and sometimes they were solid color. But it, it's really it, – this. I always call this Super Friends on Parade. That's the first thing that <laughs> – I mean it just looks literally like – it's Hello, like citizens. Some, yeah, exactly. They're waving – you know, they're waving at them. And there's a there's a, there's a recent uh, – one of the world's finest uh, covers, uh, covers by Michael Cho uh, that's just come out of the, the world's finest uh, omnibuses or one of the collections shows uh, Batman and Superman in a parade. I love it. It's very – you just kind of got that Darwin Cook kind of style going yeah, on, and yeah. and you know, and Robin. I think it looks like either Robin's driving or he's in the front of the car, and they're standing on the back. That's what this reminds me of. I I just want to imagine Aquaman's driving that in that picture now because this has all come together. Uh, but but can Aquaman drive? I mean, I, I don't know where he would learn. I guess over time, you know, he has to because he's going to be on land so much. So uh, right, yeah, it's a very strange choice. Uh, what, again, why isn't Robin? driving like why is Aquaman right. have to drive that doesn't yeah. he's been driving the Batmobile since the 40s on that Dick Sprang cover where they're busting through the comic books so right. you know it's <laughs> it, it is really it's interesting in the box man AHI had some of the most garish packaging art I mean they made some of Migos early stuff look downright just professional I mean it, <laughs> and that's saying something because some of Migos early stuff was pretty crude but I mean it's the buildings like it's a cityscape and the buildings are like pink and and the super friends it's like superman and aquaman are copied from like the alex toth yep. model sheets but batman and robin are like copied from the carmine infantino where they're standing batman's got hands on hip and robin's got his arms folded the classic you know pose that you saw that infantino did back in the and murphy anderson did back in the 60s so it's like this weird redrawn mix mash of of, <laughs> of artwork but God, I, lo- I but you know what? I love it because 
And we've and when Brian Hyler was on here, uh, you know, and me and me and we were talking about the Mego toys. We lamented how everything's all as much as we love uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Praise be his name. Uh, you know, we lament that everything is so style guide driven nowadays. No, every company's product. You know, what, the license looks the same no matter who's making it. Yep. But back then, an AHI package didn't look anything like a Mego package. It didn't look like a Hasbro package, you know, and it, yeah. variety was the, literally the spice of life back then. So Yeah, there, there'll be no flights of fancy anymore, the way you would get this. This, because this, oh. this looks like it was made by somebody more used to making toys for wee little kids, like, you know, mm-hmm. like a Weeble Wobbles or something like that. It just has that real toddler look to it, except it's got superheroes on it. So it's like, right. they, you know, they somehow ended up with the license. I'm betting that I, this I'm just pulling this out of out of thin air, but like I'm betting that like AHI, AHI probably was good at wind up cars, like that was their specialty, and yeah. it was like, well, you know, another company could make a, another company that might have the DC license could make a wind up car, but then they'd have to tool it and do all you know, come up with all these different things that they're not used to doing, but AHI could just slap colors on some figurines. And put it on a car that they already had. I mean, I'm betting, exactly. I'm betting that this vehicle was used for like GI Joe, and then they were just like, okay, we'll just swap out the figures and put in Batman, and we've got our wind up car. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's. I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's a, again. This is another one of those items that goes for thousands of dollars now in the box, and you'll you'll never find it basically. So thanks to Brian for providing uh, pictures for us. This is the only chance I've ever had a chance to see it. So the next item is the Superheroes, Superheroes, not Super Friends, Bingo Game, uh, which is all five of our Super Friends. It's got very disparate uh, stock art poses of our heroes on the box, including a Dick Giordano Aquaman. And it's basically just a bingo game uh, with with the five characters. And it comes with little pieces. And you've got Murphy, the Murphy Anderson stock art Aquaman on the, the Aquaman token. And then there's Wonder Woman uh, and Miss Colored Robin. Batman, and then the Neil Adams, Dick Giordano, Superman. And like I said, it's basically just a bingo game with the Super Friends characters. Now, it's strange to me that they're not Super Friends, because this is clearly a Super Friends item, and it says superheroes, but, you know, I don't know. That's, that's how it is. It's, it's superheroes bingo. Yeah, it's... it's it, There was a lot of stuff like... I, it is weird that they didn't use the Super Friends name more than they did. It's like... Why didn't they just market everything as Super Friends? You know, I, that's I don't, the show. <laughs> I don't know if that was something where they had to use, like maybe Hanna Barbera got a cut of it if they called it Super Friends. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I doubt it, but it it just it just seems really really weird that they didn't, you know, just call this Super Friends and and later on we'll get into some stuff where they did use the Super Friends name. So, but. And I love all the different artwork. And again, you know, even though that stock art from DC, it's so many different artists, you know, and it's, you know, they mix and match. Sometimes you get a Neil Adams Batman and sometimes you get a Murphy Anderson Batman and a Carmen Infantino and you get a Kurt Swan Superman and a Neil Adams Superman. And it just, you know, so you never knew what you were going to get. It was kind of always fun to just see what they pulled out. And then mm-hmm. you'd see these Im- same images used on those sticker sets they advertised in the comics yep. and the, the Pepsi moon glasses and things like that. So yeah, it's good stuff. I'm betting your, your notion about the Hanna-Barbera thing. I bet you're, you're closer to being right than either one of us knows. Cause I remember reading this in an issue of back issue many years ago that because Charlton 
in the mid-70s had the Hanna-Barbera license, they apparently had a shot at doing a Super Friends comic. Whoa. And <laughs> Yeah. And apparently, like, they, they learned they could legally have done it. And they apparently put, like, put some inquiries into it. And DC got wind of it and was like, no, 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 no. You know, and, like, they, they like, put their foot down. But apparently it was within the possibility of existing. Because they, wow. could, have, they could have done, hey, this is a Hanna-Barbera show. And they had the rights to Hanna-Barbera. Could you imagine the Charlton comic with the oh, Super God. Friends in it? Oh, my God. I got to find we- that. Yeah, that I, I don't think I must have glossed over that in a back issue that because I don't I don't recall that. But it's it's uh, that is that is nuts. Maybe I, there's a few early ones I don't have, but that that is you just blew my mind because now I think I know really why it wasn't a present to Dick Giordano. They wanted revenge when they bought the Charlton <laughs> character. <laughs> You're going to try to print, print a Super Friends comic book. Screw you. We're buying you out. <laughs> we're going to buy Captain Adam and say that all your old stories are just fake memories. All right. That'll show you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's um, Beck issue did two full issues on Charlton. It's got to be in one of those two. So I have those in storage and those are, those really hold up to rereading because they were mm-hmm. so well done. So well researched. So I got, I'm going to go dig those out and find that. Cause that's, that was, that just blew my mind. Just the idea of like, imagine a Charlton C on a super friends cover. That would have been like, what DC would have been uh, so mad. That would have been so pissed off. So yeah, I got to find that. That's, that's well, then a few years later, the Char- the Hanna-Barbera comic switched over to Marvel. Switched over to Marvel. <laughs> Could you Can imagine, imagine that? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Marvel's like, screw you. We're doing Superman. Screw you, DC. Spidey uh, super stories crossover with the super friends comic book. Uh, that would have been awesome. Uh, all those rounded panel corners. That would have been amazing. Uh, all right. So, so next up is actually my favorite item on this whole list. And this is the superheroes. Once again, superheroes and super friends checker sets. And this is again, basically what it sounds like. It's a checker set. And the thing, one of the reasons I love it, uh, is because I had it as a kid. I got it as a birthday present, and there's a photo of me on the shrine laying on the floor of our cabin in the Poconos next to my beloved superheroes checker set. And you can see the toys <laughs> I got that year. I have a, I'm, I'm sleeping on a, a Sesame Street pillow with my Snoopy blanket, my superheroes checker set, and a Shogun warrior. So that was a hell of a birthday. You know, yeah, that's, that's a good a, birthday. Yeah, that's a good birthday, man. I got a lot of stuff. If I want to refute the whole image that I was like money bags as a kid, this photo will probably not help that. But yeah, Dave Ace Gutierrez is copying this picture and saving it right now. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, he has he has copies of all my photos because he's weird that way. But anyway, the, uh, the the superheroes checker set. One of the things I love about the superheroes checker set is because a checker set has to have like twenty to thirty pieces. It has to be different characters. So not only are there checker pieces for Superman, Batman, Robin, and Wonder Woman, and Aquaman? But there's also Cheetah, Gorilla Grodd, Doctor Light, Hawkman, and Attention Ryan Daly, Black Canary. Mm. Uh, and they so they had to go real obscure. There's Mister There's Mister Mixpitalik, Metamorpho, the Riddler, the Joker, the Shark. I mean, they had they had to go deep to fill up this set and I this is one of the I got rid of a lot of my Aquaman stuff over the years is because I ran out of space and sold some of I still have this set because I'm just I'm just so charmed by it yeah I mean it's it's great I mean if, if you want like just a snapshot of some great artwork I'm looking at it right now and I'm getting all drooly I mean because it's there's so many artists represented here it's just nuts I mean the the black canary is that 
Is that a Nick Cardi Black Canary, or is I that from? I think so. I have to go. I have to again. I have to dig the setup and look at it. But you can see from the pose, the way she's kind of like doing a, like a sexy pose, it looks like a Nick Cardi drawing. I got it. I'll I'll go find it and and take a closer up photo. Just if anything, just for, so Ryan could have it on his show. But yeah. it, sure, it sure does look like a Nick Cardi drawing from here. It does from here. I could be wrong, and it could be like a Mike Nasser from the World's Finest run or something. But it, it she's not in the shower, it, so it's probably not. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's no werewolf attacking her naked. But, <laughs> but yeah, it and the metamorpho looks like a Ramona Fraiden from here. So it's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, every, every time you got, I say, met, I hear metamorpho, I just want to say metamorpho, metamorpho. <laughs> you guys have like brainwashed me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that I love it. That's 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 awesome. And you know, when I was a kid, I had the. Uh, it was a Marvel. I don't know if it was the World of Marvel. I've seen that set before, and I can't ever remember if it's that. But I had little. It was kind of like this. They were like little game pieces that had, you know, a little stand. It was like a. It, was, it wasn't a checker game. It was more like a traditional board game uh, type thing. But they had little. Um, there were little cutouts. You know, die cut figures. Uh, they weren't square like rectangle like this, but they were kind of in the shape of the character with an outline around it. And I had like characters like uh, tiger shark and the abomination. And I mean, it was, it was like this, it was like deep into the universe, you know, of characters that would never make it into merchandise otherwise, you know? So I, I know what you mean, this type of stuff. And, you know, as a, you know, as I grew up and I bumped into these characters in the comic book, I had some weird connection to them because of that, whatever that board game was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really strange. I, I, for some reason I get fascinated at this stuff, but I, I like the idea of like, uh, this is Hasbro. This is a Hasbro item of like, who decides what villains to use, you know? Cause they have to go deep. I mean, obviously when you're making the list of the heroes, that's pretty easy. You know, you have your top tier. It's like, okay, well, okay. We have, you know, uh, what do we have? Like, uh, 10 game pieces for the heroes. All right. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and, you know, Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Hawkman. Okay, Hawkman, and then like Metamorpho and Black Canary. Okay, but then like the villains, you're like, okay, well, Joker, you know, Luthor, Riddler, Catwoman, sure. But then the Shark, Gorilla Garad, Brainiac. Like, I I would love to know like who makes that list. Is that a, like do they do they send something over to DC and they're like, hey DC, give us your list. And then, like, who whose job was that? Is that like Bob Rozakis's job? Like somebody who was like really enmeshed in DC culture to be right. like, oh, hey, how about this? How about uh, you know, how about the composite Superman? You know, let's do that. You know, <laughs> like I I I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff just because I'm a giant nerd. So well, me too. And I, you know, I, one thing I had a I had a set of uh, different. This was a rack toy that's like uh, superhero playing cards, and there was like a Superman, Batman. Uh, Flash, Wonder Woman, and Captain Marvel uh, set like a different, a different set. Yeah, I know, I know. But Aquaman, Aquaman is in the Flash set. They used the That's Flash right, set That's right. to put, you know, like they put Aquaman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hawkman in there. So you know, they they did they did represent Aquaman. He's he's in there. I think he's got two different cards. But uh, but you know, like you get into like the Captain Marvel, the Shazam. I'm sorry, the Shazam set. They got like Aunt Minerva in the. Cards. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Dr. Savannah, okay, you know, whatever. But it, that obviously may, you know, but they may, Aunt Minerva, really? It's like, okay. Kids, kids love Aunt Minerva, it's true. <laughs> they do. They, well, she was on the Legends of the Superheroes. It was Ruth right. Buzzy, right? That's so. Right. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a sad reference. That's a sad. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, she 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 was put in live action before Aquaman ever was, so I, I got oh, I have but, to live with that. Oh, that's uh, true. So okay, so the next item actually, this is something Chris wanted to add on. So Chris, why don't you go ahead? Well, in the late seventies, uh, I think it was I think it's actually nineteen eighty. It's it's called the NASA made a few uh, actual Super Friend branded Super Friends branded uh, games. There was a uh, uh game uh, which I have, and I actually had that from from like around the 80s and it's one of the few items that actually had the hall of justice in the middle it's got a it, i don't even know how to play pot cheesy but it's got <laughs> the hall of justice in the middle it's like a little plastic uh little plastic tray that's got a built-in magnetic uh game board and then it's got a, a spot for robin and batman and superman and wonder woman so sorry no aquaman on that one uh and little <laughs> little magnets with their faces on them and you play and i I just thought it was cool, so I, I bought it. But um, years later, like, I mean, 19, probably 96 to 98, somewhere in there, Cindy and I went over into Huntington, West Virginia, which is near uh, where we went to college. It's near the, the Kentucky-West Virginia border. And we this Toys R Us in Huntington must have just cleaned out their back room because they had a NASTA – Super Friends Magnetic Target game from 1980 on the shelf in 1996, 7, 8. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so needless to say, I bought it. Uh, <laughs> it was like a sonic and, boom of your arm moving to grab it. You know, like, basically. And, I, and, of course, then I went looking. And Cindy found a pair of uh, 1984 Superpowers Wonder Woman sunglasses, also made by NASTA. So wow. it was like, are we in a time warp? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Is Jimmy Carter the president again? What's happening? That's it, right. It's like and we looked through all th- – I thought, oh, God, am I going to find superpowers in, on the shelf in this store? <laughs> I went, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> – it's, it's just pegs and pegs of Darkseid and Kang from Secret Wars. Uh, <laughs> but no. But no, that was all they had. But this this magnetic target game is – Essentially, it's got the, it's got two, it's it's got the, the again another plastic tray board. It's on this bubble car. I'll I'll send you a picture of it, uh, which I've failed to do for the Aquaman shrine before. Actually, I'm you know what? No, I found it on the shrine. You did send it to me. Oh, good, I did. I send forgot it to all you. about it. I'm looking at the post right now, and it's got oh, your okay. and you, you're credited for sending it to me. I did completely oh, well, blank good. on this. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. You we put the link up there. Yep, That's great. Yep. Uh, oh, good. I don't have to do anything. Uh, but but basically. The artwork on it is from the DC poster book that came out like 78 or something like that. Right. And it's got Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, Robin, and Aquaman yep. all running out. It's drawn by Dick Giordano. It looks great. Uh, now, on the package, Aquaman's headshot is not on there, but Aquaman is on this. And I, I don't really know what the object is. It's got little metal balls and... And little magnetic wands, you move the balls around. I don't, you know, I don't know. It was, I just bought it for the artwork because it's 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 cool looking. So, mm-hmm. but it yeah, it's just it, whenever I see that, I have to remember I found that like 16 years <laughs> later on the shelf. So it's old store stock, you know. So <laughs> it, it makes up for the whole Mego Spider Man thing that I skipped when I bought Brave Star. Uh, that you and go. Brian That's made fun right. of me about. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can live with Aquaman not being his face not being represented, but I really hate at the bottom. They have the three character logos and no Aquaman logo. Come on. Oh. You couldn't have fit that in there. Come on, guys. Yeah. 
that's kind of that is kind of a rub. Yeah, but, it, but it's cute. It's like I, you know, I love all this stuff. I do love finding these. That that's an amazing find to see it sixteen years later. That's just like that's nuts. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, that, and that, nothing like that's happened ever since then. So it sucks. And I keep, I have dreams like that. You know, I have, mm-hmm. I have, I have dreams where you know we stop in this little town and we go into this store and they've still got like Migos, <laughs> on the solid it's front boxed Migos. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just you know, and it's ne- I mean, it's it's never going to happen, but I, I still dream about it. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you'll want this, Mr. Franklin. This Batman's mask is removable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'll throw in this, uh, this Bruce Wayne doll for free. You don't even want this one, right? Yeah. No, you be right. cool. Be cool. Okay. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It's fine. I'll, I'll give it to you for $10. Okay. That's good. Let get out of here. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a fun little item. And it's it. I completely blanked that you sent it to me. And of course you did because you, you were good at sending the stuff in. So of course it's here on the shrine. So uh, oh, cool. now before we move into the nineties, we do, you did want to talk a little bit about superpowers Aquaman. And we've covered it extensively on the podcast, but we, you know, in any discussion of Aquaman merchandise, you, you need to throw in a little bit about the superpowers line. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think it just needs to be mentioned because it, you know, in a line of great looking figures, I honestly think, and it's not just because I'm talking to you, I honestly think, even when I was a kid, I thought Aquaman is actually one of the best looking figures in the line. I mean, he's he, his colors are just so striking and bright, and his head sculpt is, is, is just, it's sublime. I mean, his hair looks like it might be wet and he just swept it back. Yep. Yep. I mean, it, it's got that look to it. I mean, it's he's got the one hand in the in the swimming pose, and the other hand comes with the trident. Which I, I was going to ask you this, and we kind of we didn't really talk about Captain Action a lot, but the Captain Action Aquaman suit comes with a trident, right? So is that where the whole trident as an accessory thing came from? I mean, was it in the comics? before that or he didn't use it that much in the comic so i really think that's i mean i don't i don't know you know deep deep down i should but because people have asked me about it before but i'm gonna bet you that the the origin of him coming with a trident is probably a captain action thing and that makes sense because they want to give him an accessory right you know what I mean? yeah and they can't give him captain america's shield because that's taken <laughs> so they're like you know well what else is the guy under the under the sea use a trident He's Neptune, yeah. so give him a try. So I'm going to bet you that that's where it comes from, is is from Captain Action. And they even gave him flippers. I don't know if Mira was trying to say, oh, Arthur, honey, you'll love them. Wear them. You know, it's look, <laughs> look great on you. You know, it's like, I don't know about this, you know. I look that's, like a dork. <laughs> it's exactly. I told you I wouldn't like them. Uh, you know, but it's, <laughs> you know, so so you get the, the, the trident comes back with the superpowers figure. And, of course, uh, JLGL, PBHN, had a put it into the uh, style guide artwork, uh, you know, beforehand, which the superpowers is based on, you know, it's based on that. So, so it's kind of a a cycle going on here, but you know, the trident looks great. I mean, he's got the, his superpower feature was pretty cool. That It makes sense. It's like Brainiac kicks people like, okay. Computer kick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's actually an action thing that works for the character. Right, you know, Brainiac comes with power action porno download. No, it, it computer <laughs> kick. You know, it's like <laughs> that's what you get if you have the shag action figure. <laughs> Shaggy act. Uh, yeah, I, I will tell this real quick story. I don't. I, I, you know, when you play with toys, you know, you do weird things. One time, I in in the midst of our 
storyline, me and my friends, uh, Aquaman got frozen and literally put him in a, a empty sherbet container and <laughs> stuck him in the freezer full, you know, put him with water, put him in the freezer, froze him and then tried to, well, how are we going to get him out? You know? And it's like, well, uh, we'll go over to the playground, which the playground was, uh, was on a hill above, uh, a parking lot that was connected to the local health department. And, I vividly remember chucking the block that contained Aquaman into the parking lot and that ice shattered in like a million pieces. And for the most part, Aquaman was freed and he survived. I mean, that was a <laughs> tough toy. And actually Andrew ended up with my old Aquaman. I got a, a better one, but you know, but he, uh, that's not as scuffed up, but yeah, he, those toys were built to last. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously this is my nostalgia speaking, and they've done a lot of great toy sins, but to me, the superpowers are still basically the gold standard of how to yeah. do a comic-based toy line. They really are yes. still, and and I agree with you. Just obviously, I, I you know I'm favor, you know I heavily favor the character, but I also agree with you that the of all of them, Aquaman is one of the best figures. Doctor Fate's up there too, and some mm-hmm. of the other like Hawkman or whatever. But Aquaman is of, of like the initial ones. He is one of the best. Like him and Hawkman to me are like the two best looked in skull. Eh, you know what? They're all really good. I should say Green Lantern's great, Flash great, but Aquaman is particularly a really handsome figure. And the artwork by JLGL and Dick Giordano is beautiful. Everything about it. It's just it's like a perfect little toy. Yes, yeah. agreed. So all right, now okay, now we're taking a big step down because now <laughs> we're into the, we're into the nineties. The license has been sold to Toy Biz, and they come up with. <sighs> They come up with the DC Comics superheroes line, and their Aquaman figure is a effing monstrosity. Uh, not only is he fat, he's a giant. He's like John Goodman if he was Aquaman. Uh, the 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 legs rattle, so it's so it's so flimsily built that he barely can stand up on his own power. Because if you just hold the Aquaman head. And you just shake it, the legs are la, 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 back and forth because the, the pins mm-hmm. in it are so loose. He can't stand up. And in fact, in a very Mego-esque kind of move, Toy Biz was so lackadaisical that they actually released many of the Aquaman figures with green arms. Because <laughs> they just didn't, frankly, they just didn't give a shit. I mean, they no. really didn't. The fact that these were meant to follow up the superpowers is like this was the next license is a dramatic bring down. Yeah, uh, I mean, basically, if superpowers, if the superpowers line is Obama, these are Trump. I mean, this is just, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like you can't believe this is meant to be the same thing. These are, these are so awful. These toy biz figures. Well, you know, in the first wave of them, they they used either they used the molds from the superpowers or they recast a mold off the superpowers. So, like Superman, uh, Robin, Wonder Woman, they don't look. They're not the greatest, like Mr. Freeze. They're not the greatest, but they still, from a distance, they look okay. When you get up on them, they look a little cheap. The plastic looks cheap. They're not nearly as nice looking as the superpowers, but they'll do. You know, they're they're okay. <laughs> right. But the second wave of those figures is just atrocious. I mean, they look like <laughs> bootlegs. They they look worse than most bootleg action figures. Mm. I mean, you know, they look like the kind you'd find in like a, you know, a like a flea market in, in Mexico or something where the like a dollar you, store or something, the licensing, the, you know, rules aren't as stringent there and you're not going to get, you know, in trouble or dollar store. Yeah. You know, or they go in these flea markets nowadays and all these 
Japanese toys landing or different, you know, and then they're it's like, oh my God, is that supposed to be Batman? You know, that, I mean, that's, that's what it looks like. And I mean, the flash, you know, it's, it's just like, and that, the flash figure even made it on the TV show. One of their flash figures, which is sad, you know, that that's oh, immortalized on the flash TV show. But yeah, Aquaman's got this God awful look on his, I don't know what that look is. It's like he, he just like smelled something awful and it comes with a under it's like an oversized real starfish and an undersized fake Aquaman mount starfish. It's not storm or imp. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's just, yeah, it's <laughs> awful. It's just terrible. I mean, they toy biz clearly basically bought the license so they could do Batman because they did Batman yeah. and they, they, they were the famous you know, quote unquote famous. They did the Bob, the goon, Action figure, because who doesn't want a Bob the Goon action figure? Oh, you know, sure. In 1989. Uh, but yeah, they, they clearly, their heart was not in this DC superheroes license. And so no. to follow up Super Friends with this is just, oh, you're just, it's just so bad. So well, let's move on to something more positive. So now we're moving on into the 2000s. And one of the great, I mean, there, there's a lot of great toys here to talk about. We're only going through a couple of them. And one is the Fisher Price line, the DC Super Friends line. Where they did uh, an Aquaman figure, and he comes with a like a sub. He comes with like a little hovercraft type sub, and it's a really sharp little figure. And he lays down in it, so it's like a little missile thing. And it's colored orange and green, and it's got his A on the front. And it's got these little turbo like kind of uh, like engines on the back. It's a great toy for the, for little kids. This is a super super toy. Yeah, I mean it's it all the stuff that Fisher Price has put out, you know, in in the Starting with when they first started the DC Super Friends brand, and they they had those bigger, chunkier figures, and that's the ones Andrew had when he was little. And they had an Aquaman sub in in that one, like a big gold sub you could put him in, and that thing stayed in our bathtub for like ten years because the time <laughs> Andrew got out of it, Danny started playing with it. And it's like I think it's finally time to put the Aquaman sub away. You know, what I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just it's just like we kept tripping over it. You know, but yeah, it's and the cool the neat thing about this is kind of weird. He comes with a like the Peter David hook hand accessory, but you can take it off. You can you take know? it off. That's the important thing. I can take it off. <laughs> not stuck right. with it. It's not a stump, you know, underneath. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really uh, they did some cool stuff. And the Imagine X figures that they've done, the smaller ones, you know, the kids have had those with. And they made Aquaman and Black Mana, and it's like comes with a little shark, and I mean, it's a little robotic shark, and right. they've done some really cool stuff i mean they have done and they've done some deep dives on those yeah. imaginex oh yeah i, I saw um, there's a, a series now that they you know they come blind package you don't know which one you're going to get although you can look online and get the codes on the back but uh there's a kingdom come superman in there i mean and, and really? i think there's and isn't one of them the uh flashpoint aquaman is yes. he in that yep. yep yes so i mean it's like in john stewart you know it's like what's john stewart's not that deep of a dive but it's like that's cool you know it's yeah. like yeah, what yeah. were these when I was a kid? You know? Yeah, really. I mean, and the colors, the colors are spot on. Like the Aquaman orange is exactly the Aquaman orange and Aquaman green. Like they really get that. It's they're, they're really great. If you're a little kid and you want to have, or you have little kids and you want to get these, you know, you want to introduce your, your kids to these characters. Like this is it, man. This is right out of the comics turned into these mm-hmm. little figurines. So it's really beautiful. All the Fisher price stuff is great. So uh, next up is of course the line from the brave and the bold. Uh, TV show, the the line of action figures. And this is, again, another thing where they, they look like what they did right out of the cartoon. Uh, yeah. this, the Aquaman figure, this is the Aquaman with the beard, because this is gregarious Aquaman. 
but the mm-hmm. packaging is really great. It's got a, it, the, the drawings are right out of the cartoon. Batman's got the logo, and it's you know again it looks just like the cartoon. And I bought this. This was one of the last kind of rounds of toys I was buying because I love the cartoon so much. We got to do an episode on that show because that show was oh, yeah. so good. But I mean, these are much like the cartoon. The toy is 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 perfect. Like it's a you know it's exactly what you would want it to look like right out of the cartoon. It looks exciting and dynamic, and the colors are right, and it's got the proportions, and it's got the styling. Uh, these are these are a great line. Oh yeah, I, I bought as many of these as I could find. I got most of them. There's a there's a few I didn't find at retail, and I think Firestorm's one of them, but. But uh, but I do have Aquaman, so uh, <laughs> and Black Mana, and so it yeah they they look and they look great together. You get a shelf of these together, and it's all in that same style, and it really does just look like you're looking at like a a group shot of like the character designs because they really did a good job of of interpreting the uh, the 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 designs from the show, and it, and I do love this show. I, I miss it. I miss it so much. I mean. It, you know, I liked Young Justice, but if if we had to do a campaign to get a show back, I wish we'd done one on Brave and the Bold. <laughs> I'd yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I do, do, do genuinely miss that show. I do. You know, I think about I that they only did so many episodes. Like, oh man, bring that back. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great. It's, I mean, it's so so. I mean, it was limitless what they could do with it, and they could, you know, they did so many different types of stories on there. They, I mean, it was usually pretty fun and goofy, but they did a few, you know, darker stories, and they worked. You know, it. it 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 could it could take it the format could take it and it was yeah, it was just such a great way to introduce all the characters to to kids and reintroduce them to adults and rethink them for different audience and yeah they're, 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 there's nothing there's nothing but good goodwill for me toward the brave and the bold the toy yep. line and the the cartoon absolutely absolutely so the next up uh, next item is a DC Chronicles and this is from DC Direct where obviously the merchandising goes nuts once DC Direct got formed, because then, and this, ironically enough, like it was sort of the creation of DC Direct that led me to stop collecting Aquaman stuff because they just became too much. Like I, right. you know, there was a point where I was like, why am I? I'm spending a lot of my money on stuff just to keep up with it, and I just eventually gave up. I was just like, hey, get anywhere. Still, there are of course some great items, and one of them is the DC Chronicles Aquaman statue, which is of the Golden Age Aquaman. Uh, Shag, yeah. Shag, of course there's an Earth 2 Aquaman. How can there be? I've got a statue of him. Of course he exists. <laughs> uh, he looks very much like Buster Crab, Flash Gordon yes. Buster Crab. But he's got the yellow gloves, and he's waving high. He's in a very friendly pose. He's like, hello, citizens. I'm, I'm about to go punch a Nazi in the face. Uh, but before I, before I do that, before I lay a beat down on Richard Spencer, I'm going to just wave to you all. So uh, this is, and it's, a really, it's a really nice statue. There's very few pieces of Golden Age Aquaman merchandise, but this is a, a sharp-looking piece. Yeah, I think that's uh, Tim Bruckner. Didn't he sculpt yep. that? Yep. Uh, he, he did such fantastic stuff uh, for DC Direct. And, and yeah, it, it is just – it's gorgeous. And, yeah, Buster, Buster Crab, I mean, he, who, who was – I mean, somebody needs to go back in time and, and get and Buster Crab to make a, uh Aquaman movie or a movie serial back in 1943 or something. Oh. I mean, because – I mean, the dude was a freaking Olympic swimmer. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's yep. like – and I wouldn't be surprised if Aquaman. I, I I never read this, but it wouldn't surprise me that uh, you know Aquaman wasn't even somewhat based on him or something. It really wouldn't because I mean he was Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers and Tarzan. Yep. So I mean you know sure why not be Aquaman you know so it, it's it's gorgeous it's it's just he looks so happy and he looks he looks like a real person you know yeah, he's yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go either punch a Nazi or, you know, pants Blackjack. So uh, 
<laughs> Which is what Blackjack deserves, really. Is the right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, I mean, Buster, Buster Crab is like, we've already know what he looks like in like a superhero-looking costume, too. It's, right. it's not a large leap of imagination. It's like when you say, oh, you know, Lloyd Bridges could have been Aquaman. Well, all right, but I mean, I have to kind of imagine that. I mean, we see him underwater. But I mean, literally, Buster Crab, you could just take the costume and just, you know, take off the little lightning bolt and recolor it. And then it would pretty much look like a superhero uniform. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a natural fit. Right. Yeah. Yep. Great stuff. So, uh, the final item that we want to talk about is from 2001, and it's again another DC Direct item. And this was really the first big piece of solo Aquaman merchandise. And I remember being so excited about it because it was like, wow, you know, Aquaman's not just included with other characters, he's getting his own set. And this was the box set of him and Aqualad. Came in a nice box, and it came with a seahorse and a little wave pedal, pedestal that you could put them on. And it's the two of them. It's an Aquaman and Aqualad set. They look a little happy. A little, a little unbelievably happy. Like, they're just thrilled uh, to be superheroes. So, but short of that, it's a really nice set. And I love the die-cut windows of all the, the, the pieces and the merchandise. And, like, the, you see the, the background. has got, like, a wave thing. And the font is nice. It's a really beautiful package. And I remember getting this at the comic store when it came out. I was so excited because it was like, wow. Like, they can be that specific now that Aquaman and Aqualad can get their own toy set. It's, you don't have to, like, lump Aquaman in with a Justice League set. He can do it. He can carry his own thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a fantastic set. I I bought this one when it came out, and uh, they did some really nice sets when they first started doing this. They did a Hawkman and Hawk Girl too, and and yeah, they some people I've heard people you know oh they say ambiguously gay duo because they look so happy, and I, I mean it's like oh shut up, you know it's <laughs> it, it, it's you know it's just it, it's it's just. It's the Silver Age, you know. They're supposed yep. to be happy, and yep. and you know he's got the Trident, and he's got Storm, or maybe it's Imp. I'm saying it's Storm, but uh, you know, it, it, and you can. I've actually used the the Seahorse to put other Aquaman figures on if I wanted to. You know, just you know, I had the, the, this Aquaman was standing with my Justice League figures, so you know, like my DC Direct Justice League, and Aqualad was off with the DC Direct Teen Titans, so I used. I think I even put the total justice Aquaman. Oh, now, Chris, now <laughs> we were doing so well, man. We're almost at the end of the show. And then you had to bring that up. But up total justice. We skipped total justice. Yes. We uh, Shag's going to be upset that we skipped total justice. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, the seahorse is great. I think Tim Bruckner sculpted this too. Uh, so it's good. It's good. You know, it's, it, of course it's fantastic. He did a lot of the DC direct stuff back then, but yeah, it's, and it's, you know, it's cool to see, Aqualad, you know, get his due. And it shows just when the colors are nice and bright and there's not a lot of tons of washes or something, how they just pop, mm-hmm. you know, the, they just let the colors pop on the figures and it, it's just, uh, it's just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous set. Yeah. It's a really nice set. And you know, again, part of the reason we, Chris and I wanted to do this is part of, we just wanted to have fun and talk about something that's enjoyable. We don't really do like a lot of toy talk on fire and water and that's not, on purpose, just seems the way it works out. But I really like talking about this stuff. And like I said, when you did your wonderful toys episode, I was like, I want to do more of that because I like talking about this stuff. The episodes that you've done of Supermates, where you're talking about the toys, like those are some of my favorites of the ones you guys have done. So yeah. like I enjoy this kind of stuff. And you know, when you're a kid growing up, it's it's a really powerful thing to have a character that you like in in a form in your house. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can go see Luke Skywalker in the movies and that's that's powerful. But it, it becomes almost like, you know, like uh, I can't think of the word like totemistic to then come home and have it in your hand. 
you know, yeah. and have it in your house and, and be able to infuse your imagination with it. And, and, you know, some of the stuff's cheesy, whether it's a magnetic game or, a, you know, whatever, the plastic figures or, you know, a, a checkers game. But nevertheless, it's, it, it ratifies, like, your love of this thing to see these things on regular items. You know, it's not just a checker set. It's a Super Friends checker set. That's what makes it special. You know? Right. So that's why I love all the stuff, and I love cataloging it all, and so that's why we wanted to do this. So, uh, you know, it's a, th- these are all really, really fun. I, we could have talked about a dozen more things, but these are just some of the ones I wanted to highlight. Right, yeah. I mean, there's there's a ton more stuff that we can – we'll have to do a sequel and there catch this stuff we didn't do. But, yeah, it's – yeah, I mean, it's – you know, I'm seeing that now with, you know, my kids too. And, I mean, of course, I did that. I mean, I, I wanted everything that I could find that was particularly – I mean, any of the superheroes. But, you know, a lot of Batman, Superman, Spider-Man stuff when I was a kid and Hulk and uh, anything I could get a hold of I wanted. But, you know, it's like if that specific character is like your character, like my daughter Danny has become obsessed with Ray from Star Wars and – anything that's that's ray she wants you know it's like she didn't care about any of the other characters almost she's got to have the ray from the line which is neat she's already got like a a, a, a niche collection you know <laughs> of, of, of just ray stuff and um, she's about to get a ton more i imagine uh yeah. <laughs> so it, it's neat you know and, and that means something to her to, to, to get it and and i know exactly that's that that's right i mean if it it's it's like just taking a piece of that, whatever that movie, that comic, that TV show, it, taking it home with you, and uh, and it just it kind of it kind of it kind of helps say that's part of my personality. I mm-hmm. like this character, you know, mm-hmm. and it's and it therefore reflects who you are. So it's 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 kind of a it's a neat thing, and that's uh, my house is full of those type of things. Uh, but uh, I've seen the pictures. Whole, yeah, <laughs> I wear my personality on my sleeve apparently. So, uh, and all over my house. But yeah, it was great talking to you. I'm glad uh, you asked me on here to do this because I, I've had a blast. And and uh, and I hope to you know um, on the when we come around to Aquaman on uh, Wonderful Toys, we'll have to get together and and uh, you'll have to join me on those and, and and talk about it some more in depth. All right, anytime, anywhere. Uh, awesome. Cool. So very cool. So, well, I mean, we can plug the shows, but do we want to want to? Everybody knows what the shows are. You know, yeah. I mean, Supermates, Nightcast, Power Records, Pod, the whole bit. It's all on our network. We're all, did you, she, Chris and I are both members of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, our version of the Justice League. All our shows are on the network site, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com. So, like, uh, what, what, like let's, let's teach people. What do you have next coming up for Supermates? Do you want to tell people what, what's next, or do you want to hint? Well, uh, next is something we're all involved in, and that is Jail May. Oh, we're right, gonna, uh, right. Yeah, so so we're covering the Justice uh, miniseries that was painted by Alex Ross, and uh, it has, uh, you guys are, you and Shag are starting off with the first issue, and then me and Cindy are taking the baton and running with issue number two, so that'll be in the first week of May, so I gotta get on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If Shag ever finishes editing, you know, as we were as we were recording this, Shag Facebooked a picture of himself at the beach. I thought he was editing. I thought he was busy editing. He's at the friggin' beach while I'm sitting here back at the house recording. So that gives you an idea of the dynamic that we have. He told me he was busy. Oh, I can't get the editing done in time. I need another week. I'm like. Okay, fine. I'll sub. We'll get Chris. Chris will sub because he's a nice guy. He'll take time away from his precious family to sit and talk with another nerd for 90 minutes about the toys. And what do I get? A photo of Shag on the beach. So <laughs> he, he took the Legion time bubble and he's. 
<laughs> he's going to he's going to go to the beach now and he's going to use the time bubble to come back before he went to the beach and start editing again. See, Maybe that's what so. he's going to do. Uh, apparently, uh, don't even get me started. So, all right. So, man, thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, you know what, Chris? I may even make you the permanent host of the show. We'll have to say I have to go back and look at the charter. What we worked out. <laughs> The, uh, it would be it would be a very Aquaman move to rip up the charter and just declare the the old network is busted up and I'm starting a new network. It's a very Aquaman move. So you know. yeah, don't make me cry, Rob, like Aquaman did back in 1984. <laughs> he made me cry. He did. He did. I cried. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand entirely. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. You can of course find all of our shows over on the network site, which is FireAndWaterPodcast.com. On the show notes, we'll have links to all of these Aquaman train posts so you can see the items that we're talking about. We're not going to do a separate gallery page because all the images are already on the Aquaman train. You can just go there and look and you can see the commentary. And the fun thing, funny thing is you look at all the posts as they go over the years because they span from like 2007 through 2012 or 13. Almost every toy related post on the shrine has a comment from Chris. <laughs> from from the time, so I mean, you, you, it's like we have t- double length commentaries going on. We have this episode, and then you have the real time commentaries as as we posted the things as they went on. So again, thanks everybody for listening, and I guess until next week, fan the flame and ride the wave. Superman, Aquaman, power of adventure. Superman, Aquaman, all the super super heroes—they always fight for what is right. Live with danger and adventure, they are men of might. Superman, the man of steel, performs super deeds with ease. Aquaman, the bold and daring, king of the seven seas. Hopping from another planet, swoops upon the foe. Nothing stops the team, tightens everywhere they go. Flashed by the eyes and followed with the super speed Against the force of evil, the atom will succeed Green lantern's power ring can accomplish anything Superman, Aquaman, all the super, super heroes Are the justice of America Man.